Dwight. I hope it feels okay because I really can't tell. He goes like this, like kind of doing like the hip hop <laughs> dance thing that we talked about earlier, and everyone kind of, yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, please stop that, Larry. Please okay, stop okay. that. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. Real good. Real good job. Nice work. <laughs> nice. All right. Who's next? We can go next. Do you guys want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, we, okay. we might as well go. It feels like yours is going to be big. So, Tito and <laughs> Sissy, we come out in. You want to you start and I can pick up or you want me to go? Picture this. <laughs> all white. Matching. No, first of all, do you, do you come out at the same time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back oh, to yeah. Wait, back. Were you guys back. in the same changing room? Of course we were. Yeah, rubbish. we needed help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to make sure we look good. So we come out back to back. Back okay. to back. Full white dove tuxedos matching longest coattails you've ever seen they go far past they go like right to behind the knee maybe a scotch longer as fancy as you can get black tie because that's what we were told black bow tie black bow tie full white tux (laughs) and then bejazzles stripes down the side stripes down the sleeve and the pants to make it appear as though it's an Adidas tracksuit of tuxedos. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Talk about class, yeah. baby. When, when, we're feeling ourselves. When Gabriel and Olivia were texting this to me, I just, it was just, I was like, I want more. I want more. Just keep telling me. I love it. I love it. No so top also, hat. Um, no, yeah. Because our hair our, is. Oh, were there top hats? Yeah. There nope. were no top top hats, just fully greased Super back hair. Greased back down. It looks where, wet. It looks really gross. But to us, oh, it looks. I so picture, good. I picture, I picture in the dressing room, each of you doing the dirty rotten scoundrels hair gel scene to each other. Yeah. Oh, just like <laughs> goopiest pink gel. That's exactly. Yep. What it is. Pretty close. So we Love got the it. dual canes. Do you have canes? We don't have canes. I think we have a lot of black accents. We would prefer. I will just say, you could have canes if you wanted them. I want one. Okay, we'll take them. (laughs) If it's an option, I'll have it. Dr. Blart tosses each of you a cane. Yeah, tosses each of you a cane that you notice is bedazzled in like a candy stripe, like like a barber's stripe all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you also notice as you as you start sword fighting with them that these things are actual weapons. Oh, okay. Excellent. You want one of these? Yeah. So Dr. Blart is like, please, please be careful with those. Please be those are definitely illegal. Please be careful. <laughs> We're on it. Describe Tito's suit is very flexible. Hyper flexible. So that Tito can be parkouring as necessary. So as he comes out and he's done sword fighting, he's doing just like roundhouse kick after roundhouse kick just to test the flexibility of said pants. Think Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze in Saturday Night Live. That level of flexibility with pants. (laughs) And 
and Chippendales. And, and as, as Tito was doing this, Doctor Blarnd is like, "Yeah, we had extra fabric from when we were making Michael's suit, so we thought we was, you know, we would just add it in there." I hope it's. I hope the mobility in those pants is what you need. It's wonderful, Michael. Aren't <laughs> these great? Wonderful stretch. Very stretchy. Yes. <laughs> and sissy sue I'm all right very, very open to share is lot is lined with should be lined with pockets everywhere all sorts of secret compartments <laughs> little little areas to stash goodies to sell goodies so when he does this whoosh, he's got all <laughs> sorts of stuff to show <laughs> Like a duster? When when Sissy opens up his jacket, it clearly has pockets, but it also has like, you know, hooks and loops and, and things like that. But then as, as you're like looking at it, you know, both sides are like, oh, this is awesome. And then Dr. Blarnt's like, Tito, pull that red zipper. And you see there's a tiny little red zipper kind of up by the armpit and you pull it down. And all of a sudden there's a whole other flap inside with even more pockets. You have pockets and pockets. <laughs> Pockets inside pockets. I can store so many goodies in here. And then, so and then she, and she, she says to, like to she, she, yeah, she says to to Tito, she's like, "Oh, Tito, one more thing, like open up your jacket." And Tito opens up the jacket. And she's like, "No, no, no, kind of do it with a flourish." And Tito opens it up with a little, and all of a sudden, it like opens up into a portable hang glider. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Hell yeah. You like one of them? It also knocks several things off of the table, but she's like, okay. And then just put it back, just kind of, you know, flick your arms back in and it, and it hides back inside your jacket. You're like one of them flying raccoons we saw on the fucking telly. Yeah. The flying squirrel. Yeah, yeah, whatever you call it. <laughs> All right. I believe it is time for Jackson. To reveal his glory. <laughs> well, so Jackson couldn't quite get a good read on what a black tie event was. He's never been to one. His family's not fancy. And so when it was explained to him that it's, you know, fancy dinner party, you know, tuxedo suits and that sort of thing. So in his mind, the only reference that point that he could c come up with was when cartoon characters dressed fancy. And so he based his idea off that. And when he was working with the, the Edna Mole character, he was just kind of stream of consciousness, all this cool stuff. And, and they were like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, oh, great, I love it. And they were just like going off and off and off and this bizarre, crazy suit full of all of these like things. And then when she came back with the suit, it had none of the stuff he asked for because all of it was so outlandish and weird and crazy. But so Jackson comes out. Are you going to share a picture, Jer? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, Jackson, Jackson comes out looking like this. <laughs> yes. Ah. Solid gold. It's glorious. Yeah. That is the most glorious. It looks, it looks awesome. And he is on top of the world and like, just like strutting, strutting away and like twirling and like kicking poses and whatever. And yeah, he's just, he's loving it. 
Don't forget the sunglasses, Jer. There, so right now they are like tucked into a little like his his little front pocket. So you see a little the little like arm of a pair of sunglasses. Awesome. Do you want him to? Should should he put them on? It's up to you. Okay. I wasn't sure if you wanted him to test out the suit or not. Well, I just want to know whatever. I just want people to see how awesome okay. the sunglasses look. <laughs> okay. Well, after he kind of does a little spin, and then he like puts the shades on and like does a kind of thing. And they look like this. <laughs> That's the most glorious thing I've ever heard of. Oh my gosh. So, so cool. For sure. This, so we look Mundicus, Mundicus and uh, Dr. Blarnt are both just like, they're, they're just they're <laughs> amazing. You look amazing. You look amazing. You look amazing. Mundica says, it is nearly time to go. Tito Puente is warming up the party bus limousine as we speak to take you to the snootery. One thing to consider before you go. And remember, our, your objective is simply to, to get any, any one of these four items on this person. The monocle, the boutonniere. The shit square, <laughs> the pocket square, and uh, business the, card. the business card. Any of them will do onto his person. Yes, three uh, things that he didn't show up wearing. <laughs> but, but he also said one thing that you you might want to consider now that you you've definitely established yourself as a team and have some i i you know some identifying traits is you know coming up with you know some names for yourself and for individually and as a group and i mean it would be a shame for the public to name you it might be better for you to take that you know responsibility yourself but time to go and he raises a suddenly he produces like a champagne flute full of champagne from somewhere you don't know where he's like to you you marvelous bunch of fools he slams it back. <laughs> give me any of you can give me a roll plus superior. Larry, you can add plus one to your roll. I have a nine. I also have a nine. With your plus one? Yeah, it was nine minus one plus one. <laughs> two plus one Anyone plus one get over plus a two 10? plus one plus one. One plus one plus one plus two plus one. Anyone get over a 10? Oh, we're all supposed uh, to? Plus what? Plus superior? Plus, plus superior. Yeah. Seven. Tito, sissy, how'd you do? Three. Seven. <laughs> or five. Yeah. Three and five. <laughs> Tito, and S Tito and sissy are in the back sword fighting. You don't notice a damn thing. Yeah. But Michael and Larry, you, you get a... A whiff, and actually it's appropriate because you'd be the two that would be the most familiar with it. You get a whiff that he's not drinking champagne. That smells like blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get someone. So he raises when he when he pulls up the champagne glass, Jackson from a very a hidden pocket in his suit pulls out a tiny miniaturized version of like a Boy Scout canteen. But it's but it's the size of a flask, but it's the so shape it's, and so it's a flask. It's a flask, but it looks like a Boy Scout canteen. Okay, and but he and he holds that up. 
Nice. What's inside there? What is he? What? Yeah, what is he drinking? Gatorade. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> what? What that color? Bright blue. Yeah, that's the makes, best one. That makes sense. Nice. Okay. And as you're walking to the limo party bus, Doctor Blarnt comes up, and she has very much like the the silvered briefcase that you open up. It has the foam inside with the the pieces inside, and you realize she has a she has a silver briefcase with foam surrounding a business card, a boutonniere, a pocket square, and a monocle. And <laughs> she just kind of holds it out to you, like, "Well, here you go." Here's your stuff you, that you need. She's like, each one has GPS and the ability to record voice and and sound. <laughs> and <laughs> Sissy, as you grab the business card, you realize it feels exactly like a regular business card. Like you have no idea how how it has any of these other special abilities, but you also realize like it's a business card. Like it's easily foldable and <laughs> just breakable. So she's like, please be please be careful with that. These these cost a lot of money to make. Who's taking what? So Sissy's taking the business card. Who else is taking what? I got the pocket square. Larry's got the pocket square that disappears into the black void of his suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should, I just a, a little bit of retconning. I asked that it also be Vanta Black. Because she hands you, she, she hands you what appears to be just nothing. empty space, <laughs> a void into a nothingness, but it feels like a pocket square. Okay. Michael's is Jackson the taking the monocle? I'll take the monocle. This, okay. It has a chain on it, I assume. Oh, well, yes. Okay. What is a monocle without a chain? Just a, Just a piece of glass. Dr. Blunt asks you, asks you, Jackson. She's like, what is a monocle without a chain? Exactly. Exactly. Jackson. It's still a monocle, really, but easily lost. Magnifying glass? <laughs> and when, and when <laughs> Michael says that, she laughs far too loudly and and is <laughs> is is more entertained than what should be appropriate for that little joke that uh, she kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and says oh you and I then was... she and then she hands you she 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 actually goes to like pin the boutonniere on you and she's like oh i'm, I'm sorry here you go and she hands it to you how's michael feeling about this attention is he is he picking up on the vibe at all i mean the rest of you even jackson's picking up on this oh yeah the jackson's like tugging on michael's very nice suit and he's like a lady likes you. Lucy's right in front. <laughs> She's right there. Yeah. Michael just stammers in response. He looks at Jackson and goes, you're doing great. I mean, Dr. Blart is a beautiful woman and it, it, it's, it would, no one would fault Michael for, for uh, <laughs> feeling attracted to her as well. You get your stuff and you get on the party bus and Tito Puente is there. Tito Puente is wearing a, a, whatever the black tie equivalent of a chauffeur is. He's essentially, he's got the, even like the little cap. And he drives you to the snootery. It's about, you know, 30-minute drive. There are refreshments and snacks on the party bus as needed to, to keep the blood sugar in an acceptable range, Tito. We don't want you falling asleep on the party bus. <laughs> and I imagine maybe like Tito and Michael are doing some lunges and testing out the capabilities of the suit, you know, a little bit, keeping it limber. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, the more you move, the more you're just like, oh, it just, it's so good. It's so good. Larry keeps going like this. Like, and like pointing at himself and then like going, like, I guess though his hand <laughs> kind of disappears into, into his coat, like, nice. Did, and you, did Larry get Vanta black gloves also? No, no, he's, he's, he's straight, straight skin and otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, what is, so tell me what Larry looks like. 
right now. Larry looks like himself. He he is actually dresses himself because he is not the least bit memorable. And he feels like that is fine. He's okay with that. Now, when he arrives, he's going to take things in. He's going to listen. He's going to observe in the hopes of influencing Presnois. And so getting a, a an idea and just being kind of okay. near-ish to, to see who he could possibly transform into. Okay. Give me a give me a, a roll plus freak to unleash your power. That would be a 14. Oh, look at that you know, freak. Fr- power unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, really, people are seeing what Larry looks like. Yeah. Because the last time he did this, he got close and you were kind of a an abstract representation of himself. I believe that was at Pizza Hoot. Pizza Hoot, it was. Yeah, but this is really the first time that Larry has, like, this, you look, this is what you look like. And I would say, like, with that, it's like an elevated, like, it is an appropriately black tie, like, his hair is just a little more spot on, just kind of, it's kind of like a, huh. Yeah, like, just got the haircut, you know, he's just, he's groomed, Yep. just like he should be. Yep. Nice. You pull up to the snootery. It is located in the rural areas outside of the nicest suburb of the city in an area that is mostly country clubs and horse farms and things like that. The snootery is exactly what you picture if you think of a, like a classic mansion. Um, there is a kind of a, a circle driveway that comes up and all of the vehicles are, are pulling up to the front gate or the front entrance, which is the splendid, you know, colonnades and columns and things like that and you the the party bus pulls up and (laughs) and tito puente kind of tips his cap to you as he opens the door of the bus and uh, the five of you enter exit the bus and enter the snootery let me tell you a little bit about the snootery here jackson gives tito a high five on the way out, out of the bus he gives you the he's so enthusiastic about what's happening he gives you just his version of a predator high five, which is pretty awful. <laughs> the main entrance, you are you are led past kind of the the there are a couple security guards at the front who I mean they're 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 the very obvious. They look like pro wrestlers. They're just sunglasses. They're not moving, but they're making their presence known that there is also a security detail here. You enter into the kind of the entrance hall, which is this huge space where you're already seeing people milling about and talking to each other. You can hear music playing. It's almost like classical music set to a DJ hip hop beat. It's actually pretty cool. And the, the, the wait staff are kind of escorting you through the entryway into the grand ballroom. The grand ballroom is exactly that. It is a huge space that is dominated by a gigantic fountain in the middle. That is almost a, a two-level fountain, <clears throat> definitely the kind that people would throw money into. There are probably fish in the main, the, the big basin of the fountain. Lots of room still to dance and mingle about, tables scattered everywhere, waitstaff going hither and yon with, ta- with trays full of drinks and snacks, buffet stations set around, and you realize that the music is actually coming from a string quintet and a DJ that are playing. It's live music that is being played, but sounds incredible. You also see a double grand staircase leading up to a second level where there are balconies kind of overlooking the the main floor, if you will. 
and it also looks like there's maybe you know there's a second floor of the of the mansion where there's hallways kind of leading away from where you could see you walk in and you can tell that the 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 party downstairs is definitely a who's who of you know lifestyles of the rich and famous kind of people again it is a fundraiser it is the the yearly fundraiser to fight rabies like a rabid animal annual soiree so you do notice there is a rabies theme to the event and i'll let you decide what that looks like in your own minds and such and such and such and such yada 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 and you notice that because you were given the 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 visual picture of sasha presnois you see that he is on one of the balconies on the second floor talking to some dignitary and surrounded by what appears to be not only a large entourage, but at least four what are clearly security guards around him. What would you like to do? Are we, do we have comms for this? Are we talking to each other? What's, what is our sort of spy, you know, technology? We will retcon and say that Brightway has provided you each with those little super small in-ear what look like tiny hearing aids that allow you to talk discreetly. Okay. Tito and Sissy, I'll let you decide if you wanted to bring the giant walkie talkies as well, but you do have the small little in-ear communiques. The backup. Yeah, we brought them, but they're not visible. We just have them as backup in one of the many pockets somewhere (laughs) under a layer. Sissy, I beg to differ. Those things are always visible. They're huge. (laughs) Not what he stands like Your coat this. has many pockets, but I'm sorry, it is not magic. <laughs> not with the antenna out the back. <laughs> Sissy and the amazing Technicolor walkie-talkie. <laughs> what would the group like to do? Jackson is going to put his take his sunglasses out and put them on and turn back to the group and say, let's do this. And then turn and go back and go, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a social Jackson. Do you see any, anybody your age here? Do you, any, any schoolmates or anything? Jackson, um, Jackson does not see anyone who appears younger than 25. Okay. And certainly no, no one else in a golden tux. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the negative. That's the negative. That's the negative on that one. Jackson, don't do that. Don't do that. Just talk. What? Don't, don't. We're trying to stay, trying to stay cool here. Oh, hey, we, Roger that. Stop, no, no, don't do that either. Just talk normal. Wait, you you, talk you normal. can just point your head in, okay. in the regular direction. Got it. Okay, that's <laughs> close enough. Very good. Huh, might be as good as we're going to get here. What I should think, we do with the monocle? I think we should cause a distraction. Me and my brother, we know how to act rich. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. Shall we get some snails? Well, of course. We're so good at being rich. The caviar is with stinking. (laughs) (laughs) You cause a distraction. We'll deliver the business card. Wait, I thought we were causing the distraction. So, okay, so. <laughs> I want I want Tito and Sissy both to give me a 
provoke someone roll. I would like you both to roll plus superior. I'm going to take the average of your two rolls. Yeah, to get the D6. Oh. Yeah, we're both rolling. Four? Four. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the average Four was the average? No, we both rolled fours. So yeah, that's also the average. (laughs) So yes. Wow. So the the two of you... The two of you start saying things like, "Yes, I will. Let's get some sales. Just <laughs> like that. And the so so first of all, I need you both to mark a condition, and both to mark experience or potential, whatever. I forget what the term is here. Potential. Thank oh, you. And I'll let you guys potential? decide what conditions you guys. All your conditions have been cleared up to this. Am I angry? I got it. That puts you at five. Yeah, it puts me at five potential. I don't know what that. Oh, sissy, you level up. You might have just leveled up. Wait, so our and leveling up in this game happens right right away. Your conditions are cleared. Okay. So nice. Oh boy, Cecilio (laughs) Degrado. That's gonna be so helpful right now. You, sir. Zero out of five. I leveled up. Are we? Are we still like level one? Have we? Have we leveled up yet? So you don't really level okay. in this game. There's not levels. It's just every time you hit five, yeah. you can you can add something to your character sheet. Oh, okay, got it. I have done that once. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, you probably you once, I maybe twice. It's it really all it depends on how often you fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, sissy, Gabriel, you can do the following things. Okay, you can take another move from your playbook there are moves that you have that mm-hmm. you have not yet added to your playbook yet one in the bottom part you can take a move from another playbook you can have someone permanently lose influence over you and you get to add plus one to a label okay you can rearrange your labels as you choose and add one to one of them okay you can unlock your moment of truth which we haven't talked about i don't recommend that that's kind of a a big, big, big huge turning point for your character. We haven't really gotten there yet. Late game. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a late game kind of a thing. Or you can add plus one to any two of your labels. And if you want, I can help you. If you want to add, if you want to add a move, I can kind of help. So I'm looking at your, un- ch- at your un- sheet under right my, now you have. Under my team moves. I'm going to refresh my drink while you're doing this. It looks yeah, like yeah. there's one. It seems like it could be helpful. Under the team moves, I don't know what that like recognized as, but can I add that team move or no? No. Those those are things that you can use a team point for. Well, hold on. Yeah, that's not something that you can add to your sheet right now. Okay, so I can add one of my delinquent moves. That makes sense. Yep, or you can add one from any other playbook. Oh. So, for example, I think it actually gives a couple, there's a couple other, there's some suggested moves from other playbooks for the delinquent. Like, for example. Uh, 
I think would be a good one here for you. Protege. Still leveling. Yep, 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 yep. So one of them is a move from the Janus playbook. It's called The Dangerous Web. And it says, when you reveal a trap you've left for someone using your powers, roll plus your mask's label. On a hit, your opponent trips into it and you get an opening or opportunity against them. On a 10 plus, take plus one forward to pursuing it. On a miss, the trap inadvertently leads to a dangerous escalation. So that's one potential. Okay. You can get the... What's the protege move here? Sorry. Movers your out. Oh, this might be a good one. It's from the protege move, pro protege playbook. It's called Be Mindful of Your Surroundings. It says, when you assess the situation before entering a fight, you may ask one additional question, even on a miss. So that could be one cool. Okay, I'll take that. And does it get added to my moves okay. list on my Google Docs? I mean... You don't have to do it this second, obviously. Yes. Because you have to type it all out, but okay. Here, I can, I'll do it for you real quick. I'll do it. Rock, rock and roll. Ooh, look at this. Science. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's highlighted. Usually you can see people typing in real time. He's copy and pasting it. It's going to pop up all one time. Mira. There you go. Got it. I like it. Cool, cool. <laughs> there you Science. go. All right. Jeremy. Would Sasha Presnoir be considered a terrible enemy? Hmm. You know he's the he's the mark. And you know that he is suspected of being kind of the. I sure, I'll say yes. I'll say okay. yes. Then <clears throat> Jackson is going to, I don't, whatever, use his move called Game Face. <laughs> okay. So he is committing to defeating this terrible enemy. So he marks a condition and he gets plus one ongoing to all roles in direct pursuit of the goal of defeating this enemy. Dang. Nice. That's for, for essentially the as long as this encounter lasts. Yeah. At the end of any scene in which you don't make progress towards that goal, you get a condition. And then when you fill, fulfill the goal, you mark potential. Okay. Okay. So it's essentially for this scene, I suppose. Yep. All right. Okay. So I'm marked. So what does that look like for Jackson? As the, as the, the brothers are doing their, their rich, uh, richy rich thing. He, he he sees the Sasha Presnoir up up top on the at the top of the staircase. Is that where he was? He's on, he's on a balcony, balcony that you can okay. see. Yep. Jackson kind of does one of these, like. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I like it. I like it. Going back to Tito and Sissy's little play for the distraction. Essentially, what what it ended up being was that the whole crowd around you just kind of gave it a side eye and just spread apart. So Tito and Sissy found themselves kind of in this circle of nothingness, trying to act like they're going to get snails and being snooty. And everyone's just kind of... So in a sense, you are creating a distraction, but it's maybe not what you intended in that there's suddenly this this... It's as if you are, you are penicillin, and the bacteria around you simply cannot get close. You are an empty spot in the petri dish. So maybe we become the distraction. What else is? What else is everyone like? What are they? What yeah, they like yeah. to do? Well, I mean, um, as soon as Tito and Sissy started their distraction, Michael kind of slinked off to a, to one side, saying in the, to the earpiece, like, "I'm going to scout. I think I'm the least conspicuous." And so he's gonna he's gonna scout the perimeter, just take a look around. You know, being formerly an a, a claims adjuster, he's used <laughs> to looking around at the situation. Yeah, yeah. So Okay. Well give me an assess the situation roll. I will do uh, this roll, thing. Roll plus superior. That's an A. All right. You get to ask me one question from the list. I don't know if you have your cheat sheet up in front of you. I do. One question, huh? You can ask one question from that list. Hmm. <laughs> Who here is the most vulnerable to me? Hmm. You think who here is the most vulnerable to me? And you look at... You can see from, from Michael's vantage point, he kind of snuck off to the side a little bit, but he still got eyes on the balcony. And you can see clearly that there are there are what you what you imagine are four security guards, two of which are like shadows to to Sasha Presno. They are right behind him. They both look like they're about six six and about three hundred pounds, but they both look like they have an IQ of eighty split between the two of them. So Michael sees them and Michael's claims adjuster brain recognizes a sense where, where something has been min maxed, if you will. And that, that there are flaws in that plan that on the surface, they do appear to be one thing, but you recognize like that's, they're really, they're all their eggs are in one basket. And that's any claims adjuster will tell you that is not a smart plan. Okay. Larry or Jackson or anyone else like any other you just you well let the scene play you guys tell me what you want to do okay Jackson is Larry Larry's visible right yeah he's still he, I'm still myself yep okay but it's just his head super, and hands super clean self yeah okay super clean but still hard to look at yep so Jackson's gonna kind of look up at you and go follow my lead and then he's going to do this and, like, try to burn. Oh, boy. Jeez. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what happens here. Don't fail me now. Do you have any conditions marked? I have one condition marked. Well, you probably shouldn't. No, I did. I had to, for the game face, I had to add one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. 
Jackson's angry. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Oh, that is plus burn is plus roll plus conditions marked. Oh, okay. Oh, nine on a seven to nine mark a condition. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I was so close. Yeah. This is this is again. This is the one where you either want to hit it super high or super low, not right in the middle. And okay. I feel like Jackson hits it right in the middle every time. Yeah. So, so he does he does this, and you see, kind of like gold bands of 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 power, kind of like swirl around and then like spark out a little bit. And he looks. And Arr. what is what is Larry doing in that moment? Larry's just watching. He doesn't know what's going on. But he he's he's ready. He's ready to follow the lead. Trying to follow, trying to follow a lead, but can't see yeah, the lead. Yeah, exactly. So he just kind of goes. <laughs> uh, I was like, Larry, give me an assess the situation roll. Okay. Getting my cheat sheet. Plus superior. That is a seven. Okay, I'm going to give you, since I asked you to make this roll, I'm going to give you one piece of information here. Okay. You notice, so Jackson, even though Jackson is one of the smaller people here, he is also wearing a gold suit, and he is the only child. So in those regards, he is conspicuous. Okay. And he did just try to do a thing, and while it didn't seem to do what he wanted it to do, it still was something that was supernatural, if you will. Okay. And you notice that there seem to be some people who have taken notice and are moving closer to you, okay. or closer to where you and Jackson are standing. Okay. And these people seem to be moving with purpose. Presno is still on the balcony, yes? Presno is still on the balcony. Okay. Larry says, Jackson, follow my lead. And I take my hand and I kind of usher him up the stairs towards Presno. Okay. Okay. And so I come up to him and I say, Monsieur Presnois. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can try to get right up to be able to have a conversation. Yes. Okay. And well, tell me what you'd like to do. So I, I'm, you know, keeping my distance. I want, I want him to at least acknowledge us, and I want him to, and I, when I do, I see him kind of turn towards me, at least acknowledge. You. So okay. You walk up to the balcony. And with Jackson in tow, we have this child in a gold tux walking next to a man in a tux that you can't quite see. <laughs> walking up this grand staircase. There's already a bit of a spectacle. People have noticed you guys now. The the loud the the loud nouveau riche clamoring for their snails on the main floor. And then Larry and Michael or Larry and Jackson. Michael is truly the only one who hasn't really been noticed yet. Classic You're walking- Michael. Classic Michael. You're you're going up the stairs and you see there's an er, there is a way for you to get to Sasha Presma and you are walking up as if to say something. Michael sees I assume Michael's kind of watching this happen. Michael sees coming from the side a person that he has not seen before who cuts in front of Larry and and Jackson. This man is a you know mid thirties guy, dressed 
in what could only be described as the most tailored slim fitting suit played by a younger James Franco and just completely cuts in front of Larry and J- and Jackson as if they weren't there and steps in front of Sasha Presnois so quickly that even the bodyguards are like taken aback and are reaching out to kind of like put their hand in front of them. And this guy says, Hey, Presnois, you and I both know there's only room for one of us here. And you and I both know you're too old to play this game anymore. And you and I both know that Red Leaf is where it's at. And as he says this, he, the, the, one of the bodyguard kind of goons puts his hand on his shoulder and the, this guy that's this, this new guy, this, this James Franco guy that's come up, he's not a big guy. He's, you know, every average height, but seems very kind of slightly built. And this ogre of a bodyguard is, you know, like a defensive tackle in the NFL puts his hand like clamps down on his shoulder. And you just see this new guy just kind of go and brush his hand away and knocks the guy's hand off. And suddenly behind this new guy appear coming up kind of from this, they must've been on the second floor where you couldn't see them. A group of similarly dressed, overly nicely dressed, arrogantly dressed thugs behind him. Larry and Jackson, you heard what this guy said. Okay. And you see Sasha Presnois say, I'm sorry. I don't believe we've met. I'm Sasha Presnois and reaches out a hand and grabs the other guy's hand to shake it. And as he does, you see, you hear a crunching of bones. And, and he says, who are you, sir? And the other guy says, through gritted teeth, he's trying very hard not to show any sign of weakness. He's like, I'm, you can call me new money. And, Sasha Presnois says, that's cute. <laughs> New money. <laughs> oh, I remember you. I remember being your age. <laughs> Such a fun time. Such a fun time. Hey, have a good time at the party. And kind of just takes his other hand and turns him and gives him a gentle shove. And the guy kind of turns and walks down the stairs, kind of bumps shoulders past you, Larry, and is walking down the stairs with his goons seemingly kind of confused as to why he's doing it. And now you are in front of Sasha Presnois. And he looks at you and says, I don't think I've met you before. Welcome to the party. I'm Sasha Presnois. And he reaches out his hand to shake your hand. Don't do it. To Larry. Now, yep. now, now, friend, it's okay. Let's let's take a moment. Mr. Presnois, it is an honor to meet you, sir. My name is Jack. I go to shake his hand. I need you to give me a roll plus superior. Eight. You, you shake his hand and it is a firm. It is, it is the, it is the, the standard by which handshakes are judged. It's not too hard. Doesn't, I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt you, but it's like, damn, that guy is mm-hmm. that's a, that's a handshake. It's a real handshake. Watch by that handshake. Yep. And you also, you also think to yourself, this guy's not so bad. This guy's great. 
I like it. Okay. And you kind of forget, you kind of forget why you're there. Okay. Do I Jackson? Give me an assess the situation roll. Keeping in mind you have a plus one going forward against this guy. Uh, that is superior. Eight. Ask me one question off of that list, off the cheat sheet, or an or or any relevant question that you feel. You can ask me one question. What here is the greatest danger? It is without a doubt Sasha Presnois. Okay. Okay. And Okay. I'm gonna let you stew on that for a second. Yep, yep. Okay. Because I want to go back down to our ground floor crew. Michael, Tito, and Sissy. I don't know if Tito and Sissy have been watching what's been happening. If they saw the whole skirmish at the top of the balcony. It doesn't appear like the mood in the party has not changed. So it doesn't appear that anything that happened was big enough to like, you know, it's not like a fight in the cafeteria where everything stops. The the classical classical EDM music is still going. Tito and Sissy are always uh, watching like as, as far as that stuff goes. But go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, yeah. Just two quick ones. Is Sasha Presnoir wearing a boutonniere? Oh, Sasha Presnoir is not wearing a boutonniere. Okay, thank you. Also, is the the balcony, is it, the, yeah, is it big enough where there are a bunch of people just milling around up there? Yes, yes, okay. it is a yes, it is a large balcony. There's probably you imagine there's probably like a dozen people in the area around where Presnois and Larry and Jackson are now. Okay, Michael's gonna go up to the balcony. Uh, regular speed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tito and Sissy, what are you guys doing? I think after kind of watching Barry and Jordo go up the stairs, see the whole thing go down, the, the crunch and handshake and young, handsome James Franco come rolling down. I think initially Sissy would have kind of would have went for a plan, but seeing how Mitchell went up the stairs, we're going to wait for young James Franco to kind of come in our area. And we're going to kind of wait for him seeing any kind of interaction. I think our plan is to kind of divert let them do their thing, and we're going to wait to kind of get in the vicinity of him. And I think uh, Sissy's initial okay. plan is to to go go for him. So let's let's do that one first. So so this new guy, James Franco, kind of comes down the stairs with his entourage behind him, and he seems to have kind of this glassy eyed look, like he, you know, like when you walk into a room and you forget why you walked into the room. He kind of looks like that. And he walks kind of right, essentially right over to where Sissy and Tito are standing. Are Sissy and Tito still kind of barking about going for snails? No, after we noticed that. Oh, we're just having a Yeah, everybody kind of came around us. We just kind of stopped, looked around, (laughs) started eating a little bit, and just kind of assessing the situation. We got into the shrimp cocktail. Oh, dude, I love shrimp cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) I want want to make you roll to see if you've spilled on your white tuxes. (laughs) Oh. A little up. cocktail sauce spill. Give me, give me a I roll. Ro- I rolled a natural two, three. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you, what'd you get, Olivia? Three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for oh. sure, for sure, 
cocktail sauce stains on your white on your yeah, white tuxes. Just, just a little bit. Can I just have You'll like a shrimp, shrimp, shrimp on mine? And so cocktail sauce, can it just be like a shrimp tail? <laughs> yes, you can have, you can have a shrimp tail, but it lands in just such a way that 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 at, at like initial glance, it looks like it's just like a lapel pin or something. You know, it <laughs> yeah. just landed in the right spot. It just hangs onto one of the bejewels. And yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It looks, you know, unless you really examine it closely, you're like, oh, it's in, okay. You know, really they're, they're bold enough to wear a it's white tux to a black. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 new guy walks up kind of past you and and really shoulder checks sissy hard, like a very aggressive male dominance kind of shoulder check as he walks past. When he does that, Sissy's going to lean in and kind of try his best to grab him and look at his brother very nervously. And then look back at him and go, that Sandy Pournois is a real jerk, isn't he? And then just kind of look at him like this while he's okay, holding on so to you his gra- jacket. Oh, all right. I'm going to make you... I'm going to ask you, you're not, you're not trying to fight him. Not You're yet. kind of just trying to trying to in, engage with him. Trying to, would you say you're trying to provoke him? I guess provoke him would be definitely more appropriate than fight him. Yeah, provoke him into a okay. conversation. Would then be the, give me a sure. Give me a provoke someone roll. Roll plus superior. Eight. You try to grab his arm. And you cannot get a grip on his, on his, on his jacket. It's just like, it slips through your fingers and, and you're holding nothing, but he turns and looks at you and he says, what's your problem? White tux. No. He's going to step up to him like this. He's going to step up like real wide short, even though he's a very slim and slender man, he's going to, bow up like this real exaggerated yeah, yeah. bump up to him and go what's your problem handsome guy huh and try to get face to face yeah yeah yeah. he says oh at least you recognize at least your eyesight's okay game recognizes game That's right. yeah he's like you're all right you're all right yes and he and he kind of looks down at your it's your it's your shirt. He's like, I like your stains. Sissy's Sissy's gonna the weirdest face off I've ever seen. They're natural things. Sissy's gonna respond with, Yeah. Well, absolutely. I like your vibe. You and he kind of looks around he, very he leans overly. in close. And he and he kind of recognizes he 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 looks and sees since since you and Tito have matching suits, he assumes you guys are together. He pulls you both in close. He says, "Are you cool? Are you cool? Of course we're cool. Oh boy, are you cool? My middle name is Coolo. Do you, Tito, do you <laughs> say are you cool to him? Yeah." <laughs> He says, he looks and he says, you guys want to try some red leaf? 
we got connections to the best red leaf on the market. I I doubt that. If you want to try the top tier, why don't you take my card? And Sissy starts digging through all the pockets of his jacket to pull out his card. And we try to do, like do a cool guy slide okay. to him. Is is this the card with the the tracker on it? It's the, the only card I got. As you as you yeah, I love it. As you do that, he meets your handshake, and you realize that he has in the palm of his hand a little envelope. And he's like, "Huh, I'll take that card." And he takes the card. He kind of does a little, almost like a sleight of hand trick, and you realize that. He has taken the card, and you are now holding this little paper envelope. And he said, "You guys be careful with that; it's potent." And we do. This. And he walks, kind of walks off towards getting a, getting a shrimp cocktail because he now he wants one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what is Michael doing right now? Hmm. Oh, he was walking up. He was walking up to. Yeah, uh, I was going up the to the balcony, or. Are Jackson and Larry still up there? Uh, Jackson and Larry are still up there. Yes, you you be walking up. So like you kind of passed this new guy on his way down. Probably got a shoulder from one of his goons, and you you are kind of coming up to the balcony around the time that you see Larry shaking Presnois's hand. Fine. And I'll let you. I'll I'll give it to you that you also kind of clock that Larry looks a little doesn't look doesn't look like himself right now. Yeah, I'm gonna self vote to Jackson. Can we get a bigger distraction? We've been kicked out of many. Would parties. Jackson have recognized that that touch the shaking hands was bad? You would have recognized that. Well, you you both heard the cracking of bones. When he shook the other guy's hand. Yeah. So you recognize that. Okay. You're like, whoa, that was unexpected. But not the and psychological, you, supernatural. Well, part. you, so you would have been, I would have said that Jackson would have been kind of wary of shaking hands anyway. Okay. Like when, when Larry went in to shake his hand and then you notice that obviously that didn't happen, but Larry also seemed a little off. Okay. After shaking the hand. After, after Larry shook Sasha's hand what did Sasha do what was he interested or or focused on Jackson at all really no he's just kind of talking with Larry making small talk he has this ability like any good politician like he can have a conversation with anybody about anything and make that person feel like he is devoting his entire attention to you in that moment he has the ability to really make, make, like he's making Larry feel pretty special right now. Okay, so he's still they're still engaged. Yes, they are. Okay, Larry's probably got him talking about you know, I don't know what's Larry got what's Larry talking to Sasha about. Well, the original plan was for Larry to tell him that this is my, this is my nephew Roy, and his, his father died of rabies. And you've, you've forgotten that plan. Yeah, I know. I was just very, ex- <laughs> I was very excited about that plan. 
and he was going to say, but but this was his monocle that he but he wanted to pass it on to you in, in the hopes oh, oh, of, oh. of continuing this good work in his honor. Instead, I'm talking about the San Jose Sharks, like, who I'm pretty sure are no longer an actual NHL team. They are. Are they? OK, they we're talking about the San Jose yeah. Sharks, which shows how much I know about the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah. And, and Sasha is like, oh, I you know what? I my family grew up in Montreal. I used to go to or used, or we grew up in Quebec. I used to go to Nordiques games as a kid. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Canadian, so I can't help but love hockey, no matter where it's being played, even if it's being played in San Jose, like, you know, good for those people of, of, of the Bay area in California. I'm glad they have hockey, you know, and honestly, between you and me, I'd rather be named after a shark than a duck. Let's be real. Sharks are rad. Uh, sharks are rad. like he's got his hand on your shoulder he's like sharks are rad larry they are aren't they you know who don't get rabies who sharks he's like <laughs> i've never thought about it that way yeah yeah what yeah how do you think larry how do you yeah. think we could leverage that yeah. to help the world yeah more sharks yeah. okay yeah okay tell me more tell me more just more <laughs> just more, more sharks he's like larry i i am loving this energy coming off of you right now i can feel i can feel your passion for <clears throat> helping people it just it's it just it it's it's waves of of compassion coming off of you and you know what i'm really glad you're here larry i'm glad that i had a chance to meet you mr and mr presnois yes sir you make me feel like a shark. And you see, you see him tear up. He's like, that's the, uh, that's the most meaningful thing anyone's ever said to me, Larry. Thank you. Has, has Sasha P actually been calling him Larry? Cause didn't, didn't Larry say his Jack. name was Jack? Oh yeah. Shoot. Shoot. I don't know. I'm none the wiser. Cause I got no idea what's going on. <laughs> because Sasha was like, Jack, what's your real name? So he's he, and he, he kind of shakes your hand one more time and actually does like the two-handed handshake. It's like, thanks for being here. Hey, try try the shrimp cocktails. I hear they're delicious. Sharks love shrimp. I hope I see you again, Larry. You will. And and he kind of naturally, somehow naturally, you just know that this conversation is over. But like it's it feels like that's that's right. That that's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Larry just kind of finds himself starting to walk down the stairs. What is what is Jackson doing while all this is happening? Uh, Jackson sees uh, after that conversation ends, he sees an opportunity. As and... okay, so as Larry leaves, Sasha Presnois turns. And looks right at Jackson and says, hello, young man. I see you've been waiting there. I like yeah. your suit. Thank you, sir. And he puts out his hand. Sasha Presnois, who are you? Sorry, I, I've i got jelly on my hands. You know, I'm, sa I'm, you know I'm sir, sticky. I remember being at a party when I was your age, and I also got jelly on my hands. <laughs> I, my and family. He, he pulls out his pocket square and says, here, take mine. <laughs> yeah. 
and this pocket square, like Jackson maybe doesn't have an appreciation for like fine fabrics, but this feels like nothing Jackson has ever felt before, except for the one time that like his, his, his aunt Cynthia Chesterfield gave him <laughs> a pair of silk boxers for like Valentine's day once. And it was, it didn't feel quite right. So Jackson never wore them again, but that's what this feels like. Thank you. Much better. I am. I want to ask a favor of you. Sure. <laughs> What's your name, sir? My name is Jack. Uh, Jack. <laughs> just uh, like our other friend that was just up here, Jack Larry. Yes. Yeah. Ja I'm. My family is the Rothchesters, which is the only other rich person name he knows because it's another library that he goes to, the Rothchester Library. Yeah. Oh yes, the Montpelier Rothchesters, of course. Yes, and um, are you are you Eunice's grandson? Probably. It's <laughs> like okay. I haven't I, seen I haven't seen dear Eunice in years. We so we are trying to raise money and we were hoping that you would pose for a picture with me for a money and he's just waiting. to raise money and we my friends and i of the other rich kids we thought that it would be cool to get a picture with you that we could sell to raise money for the rabies and we were hoping that you would wear this and he pulls up the monocle <laughs> and he he takes the monocle from you and he says oh you know, this reminds me of two things. My favorite Halloween costume as a kid. I dressed up as Mr. Peanut one year. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite board game. Playing Monopoly. You know, the game of capitalism. Am I right? Am I right? Larry, probably. Larry from below the stairs goes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he leans over. He's like, that's right, Larry. <laughs> but then he says. It also reminds me, though, that my dear grandmother, Dorcas, great name, choked, <clears throat> choked on a pita and died. And he's tearing up again. So I'm sorry, I cannot take this monocle. And he hands it back to you. But I will pose for that picture, son. And he grabs you by the shoulders. Yay! And turns around and, and looks at one of the goons behind him and says, Dylan, picture. <laughs> and Dylan pulls out what looks to be, because Dylan's hands are so comically large, it looks like a little toy phone. He's like, <laughs> say cheese. And gets a picture while this is going on and then he he says yeah i was gonna say if tito and sissy if young james franco had left and they were kind of around eating shrimp cocktail watching sissy and tito having had a little side conversation could spontaneously put their finger to the ear and go 
Distraction incoming. Here we go. Without any warning. To hopefully spawn something. We both look at each other. The plans, man. Tackle the band. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to run directly at first. Straight up just full line drive. Goom and just try to tackle the band while Jackson's up there talking, seeing that so he's you have and they're talking in their chat. In hopes to you, the, the band is a DJ on one end of the hall and the, the string quintet on the other end. And they're playing together, but they are physically on opposite ends of this great ballroom. I'm going to go for the DJ. Oh, I'm tackling the bass player of that band. Doom, 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 doom. That guy's going down. <laughs> and we're going to just cause a big old scene. We've been kicked out of many a party. We know how this goes. Uh, you know, yes. I... <laughs> this is... Uh, I love it. <laughs> I want both of you to roll to provoke someone. So you're going to roll plus superior. And I'm going to use a Dungeons and Dragons rule, and I'm going to say you can roll with advantage. So you'll roll twice, take the higher number, because I really want this to work. And use okay. what? I'm superior? A... Yeah, superior. And I'm you've also... really been rolling like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure both of you are rolling 2d6, because we had this problem oh. earlier that 2d6? You're rolling the right dice. Each? Or a single d6? Yes. No, two! Each time. Oh my god. Fuck. Retribution. (laughs) I didn't think the rule game were that hard. (laughs) I rolled a nine plus two, so an eleven in my attempts to are you watching? Hey, that's better. <laughs> Roll oh, twice. Gosh. I, oh my goodness a. gracious. That's a nine. You guys. Can we ten. add in to each episode right be- right before or after we tell us facts about ourselves? A refresher of the rules. Like <laughs> I want everyone to show me their two D sixes and be like, every roll, you roll two D sixes. That explains a lot. <laughs> All right, so Tito got 10. I had an 11. You know what? That was plus I take it. I take it. I take responsibility for this because I feel like if the problem has been this pervasive, <laughs> it means I didn't explain the rules well. It's on me. Well, I, here's the, the problem is we're not yeah. doing this enough. We need yeah. to do it more often. That's also fair. Also fair. Oh, boy. All right. So. <laughs> so Tito and Sissy look at each other and you're both like you, me, me, you, you, me, me, you. And you take off. Tito going for the DJ, correct? Wicka wicka, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a yes. <laughs> tell me, tell me how Tito takes out the DJ. Like kind of a, you know how a cop would barrel roll over the hood of their car? In a movie. Yeah. Like that, but I'm going to barrel roll over his table and then do a little DJ at the same time and then just like kick him completely off 
because I would assume, is he like on a little stage? Just kick him off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All simultaneously, though. So you roll over the table and get a couple of scratches in on the vinyl (laughs) before you. Mark, don't be ridiculous. No one uses vinyl anymore. It's digital. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he is. You hear you hear a crash and it's almost so perfectly timed because of the that that Tito got in as he rolled over. That at first people don't notice, but then they hear the Wilhelm scream of the DJ falling off the stage and recognize that's not right. Sissy, how do you take out the band? Well, because Tito is so flawlessly, you know, agile. Sissy's not like that. He just came running in like this. And he just like grabbed onto the bass player, just tackled them to the ground with just like a whatever happens, happens kind of an attitude. And uh, sure, yeah, he just sure. came flailing, flailing in. <laughs> in a in a quintet where the probably the average cost of those instruments is, you know, ten thousand dollars and more, and you just throw yourself at them, breaking them like so many pieces of balsa wood. Ooh, uh that uh the yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're not even plugged in. Whatever. <laughs> the, the 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 ruckus definitely causes the well, obviously the music stopped and conversation comes to a screeching halt. And at that so several things happen at once. Before you go on with the, that, DM, I would like yes. to implement the are you watching closely part of my character sheet? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. By causing a distraction. Uh, yep, yep. I hit there full at least momentarily to choose three. Oh wow, okay. You get to choose three of those four things. Yeah. With the plus two superior is a big deal. So I would like to one, create yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Two, I would like to expose a weakness yep. or a flaw in Sandy. And three, I would like to um confuse them for some time as far as all of the bodyguards and everybody involved. Okay. All right. I like it. So I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to go through those one at a time and I'm going to give you as part of, because of this move. So this, so Sissy's using one of his moves called, are you watching closely where when you mislead, distract or trick someone, he gets to roll plus superior. And on a hit, he gets to ask some of these questions or, or take some of these choices here that for the exposing a weakness or flaw, point specifically because you're looking at Sasha Presnois specifically correct yes sir I'm going to give you some information about him instead okay and you you see you can even see because you are now on uh, way on the other side of the dance floor you can still see where Sasha Presnois is and you kind of watched some of the happenings and you recognize that you recognize two things that even though Sasha Presnois is in his 60s, seems like a man who is, you know, he's he's not in the prime of life. You can tell from the cut of his suit, he's got forearms like Popeye. Okay. Okay. And that is nothing to be messed with. And secondly, you can tell, you know, you know how they say, like, you know, you you can't bullshit a bullshitter kind of a thing. You recognize that he has this ability to essentially charm people into thinking that they are, that he is their best friend. Okay. Okay. 
Those are the pieces of information you get on Sasha Presnois. Okay. Then some other things happen. So you have definitely created an opportunity in that there are there's two huge distractions on opposite ends of the room for your teammates to do something. But there is confusion in that on this on the balcony, Sasha Presnois still has Jackson in a vice-like grip around his shoulders when he asks Dylan the bodyguard to take a picture. Dylan the bodyguard took a picture after saying, Jeez. Click. But then Behind Dylan, the bodyguard, was a smaller, sharper-dressed guy that really can only be described as a member of James Franco's entourage who came up behind Dylan with a taser and zapped him. And you see Dylan... So, Jackson, you see Dylan say, cheese, and click, and all of a sudden go... (laughs) Fall over. Okay? Still has the vice-like grip around your shoulders. Tito and Sissy, as you're kind of getting up and stumbling, I think Sissy especially still has kind of an eye on where James Franco's character is at the he's he's now just engorging himself on shrimp cocktails and still surrounded by his entourage. But then you notice kind of almost melting out of the crowd four four men in suits who all of a sudden, for some reason, you didn't notice them before, but recognize these four guys are serious individuals who mean business and are very good at what they do. And they come up and they surround James Franco's character. And one of them kind of gets him in a full Nelson behind him. And the other one is going to make to start wailing on him. And you essentially see these two situations happening. And both Sasha Presnois and James Franco's character look surprised and angry and determined not to lose ground. And that's where we're going to stop tonight. Mm, interesting. Turf war. Well, that's not exactly.